Welcome to the IHAP Hour. My name is Dave Craybill. This is our 118th IHAP Hour. 118 shows, guys. Wow. Uh, I'm going to start, start us out a little different. I got a little bit of, we could, kind of a rant, but, you know, some informative information. So since 2018, we have worked to bring the latest information and updates on the emerging industrial hemp industry to as many people as possible. We have invested hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars each year with the hope that Michigan will lead the way in this very exciting time. Sadly, we do not have the support of our state legislators. As you will learn at the end of this episode, the Cannabis Regulatory Agency appears to be preparing to take action to make CBD products fly off the shelves back to the producers. Stick around to the end of the uh, episode for the breaking news. On the another note, our guest today is thriving here in Michigan while conforming to the Michigan regulation. Their sales go beyond the state borders and even out of the country. So I'm excited to talk to Lori today. Blaine, uh, I know you're going to be doing the intro, but why don't we uh, start with Mike Brennan? How you doing, Mike Brennan? I'm glad you're. Are you out of the deathbed? You're not. You're healthy. You're good. Uh, well, sort of on the tail end of it, um, what I've heard from other people that have had this flu is it lasts about three weeks, and I'm in the middle of week two and still have a dry cough, but hey, you know, you got to get through it, right? Every, apparently, it's a lot of people are getting the flu these days. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're glad you're with us today. We appreciate you. Thank you. And, uh, I'm wearing my uh, Santa Claus red too here. So. I see that. Yeah, you got the got the Santa Claus look going on. We need to get you a hat. Well, I've got one here, but I haven't put it on. So maybe I'll sneak over and grab it. <laughs> there we go. All right, what's going on, Blaine? You know, uh, things are just moving along real nicely. Um, and everybody, a uh, good holiday to you because uh, it's coming up here real soon. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that this year. It's going to be a a funner event at the Beckfold household this year. So we're looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, Dave, uh, this is kind of shocking news that came out. Um, again, we'll show it at the end of the show. But um, yeah, we got to we got to do a little more research on this and see what's going on. I think we're getting a little overreach here in Michigan, but we'll see. But we do want to uh, we are so happy to have our our friends and uh, I have members. I have supporters, uh, Lori and Andrew Foote uh, with HOH. They're a seed to sale operation here, Michigan Grown Hemp Company. Uh, it's a route to retail, Michigan Grown Hemp CBD company, one of the most diverse product lines on the market. The company's main um, definitor is its route to retail business model and its investment and commitment to quality. We partner with Q&A entities uh, such as VIA and C15 to ensure that the safest and most efficient, efficient effective, excuse me, Formulas are used by our customers. HOH CBD is a growing industry leader in, in active educating the industry and public through a narrative focus on quality. Lori has an immense amount of experience working in a Fortune 100 corporation, as well as consulting and building multiple entrepreneur businesses and bringing her passion for innovation and branding to the forefront. After 37 years with Dow, Lori retired from corporate America to focus on HOH CBD alongside her son, Andrew, and build a vertical integrated hemp company that delivers a substantial business model and meets the needs of their customers 
while thriving in a market that is consistently changing. And that is true for sure. So guys, we welcome you. Thank you very much for taking some time today and sharing your experiences uh, with everybody. Uh, sometimes experiences are good. You don't have to learn them. Let somebody else uh, tell you kind of what's gone right and what's gone wrong. So we really appreciate your time today, guys. And also, uh, we're going to feature a few of their products today because they were and are a happy award winner for some of their pet products. So we'll talk about that a little later. So Great. Thanks, Blaine. We're happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Looks like Lori's sitting in the back of a limo. She's probably in New York hanging That's out in the back. So. Yeah, you know, I have to work to support that CBD business. Uh. <laughs> mm -hmm. We do understand that, that's for sure. So, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about everybody. It's always a fun story to hear how and what, you know, how you got involved in um, sure. industrial. So you want me to tell it, Blaine? You want me to start? You start. All right. So we've been here from the beginning, right? So I would say um, it has been very challenging, right? But very rewarding. Um, as we started for my dad, uh, who was sick, and that's how we actually got into the business of making products. Um, but I would say the, the challenge in CBD is that we don't have a lot of support, right? So you really have to ensure, you know, how do you integrate? How do you make sure when you get into this business, it's not just the fun of growing, but how do you, how do you actually sell something um, in the end? And I would say we've had a lot of trials and tribulations over the last four years. Um, but in the last year, so in 2022, um, after I retired, we really took on this whole banding. So how do you get the attention on the shelf, right? Because that's the other problem, right? So now you have a product, but how do you get it known in the market? How do you make sure that people want to grab your product when it's on a shelf with you know, 10 other products? How do you make sure your website is actually being seen, right? Like, so you can have a great website, but if nobody goes to the website, it doesn't really help you. And then how do you make sure your social media just doesn't get clicks, but you actually, you know, can convert those clicks to sales. And uh, I'll have to tell you that is not uh, always my, I'll say the SEO world and the um, social media is not my specialty. Um, so we've learned a lot uh, over the last year of what worked and what didn't work, right? Like, so, I mean, you can spend a lot of money on social media and on your website trying to get traffic, um, but having and making sure that that SEO in the back uh, engine is actually working and bringing people there and that you're actually also getting and being brought up when you when you do Google, right? That was our other real thing of like, how do, how do we get on the list? So when you Google CBD cream, that your name actually pops up on it. So we did a lot of work this year, I would say in that area as well as branding, making sure that your label, right? So there's so many things on labeling that change all the time, just like the regulations. And so making sure your label, but also that you have a label that again, wants people to, to grab it, right? So there's a little bit of trick in that as well um, on the shelf. And then as you know, Blaine, we really, we've always been, um, as because we started with my dad, quality has always been number one. But what we really did this year, and thank you, Blaine, for your help. Um, and Andrew's here and he's actually the guru of our quality system. Uh, but with Blaine's help, really making sure 
we have it all documented, right? That we have all the SOPs, that it's all documented. We, we have every procedure from the time of harvest to the time of product that it's documented and we follow. So I would say this is the other key thing. You can have the best processes, but you have to follow them right? And you have to document them. And I would say we were always following them, but we may not have always been documenting them the way that we should um, each and every day. So uh, Andrew is the Gestapo of ensuring that we're documenting <laughs> and that uh, people come into our office, which is actually where he's at right now, that they sign in, right? I mean, before we would have people come in and out, we never had them sign in. Um, and so really following some of those key procedures uh, as we implemented quality. The other thing that has been a real learning, and I don't, I'm not sure how many people are doing this, but is really the merchant. So this is another thing that we talk about, but getting a merchant on your website, right? That actually, you know, won't stop. And, you know, we, we got stopped by Square. So for about, mm, it was about five weeks, we didn't receive any of our money, right? So Square, they had an issue with what we had stated on the website. We had to go through uh, filling out all the different paperwork. Then we had to submit it. Then we had to resubmit it. And then in the end, we finally got our money, but it took about five weeks. So then I decided, well, maybe we ought to have another merchant, right? So then I went to the CBD shows and we were actually in Florida. We picked a merchant from there. I thought this would be a quick process. Now this took us another four months to get the merchant, to get qualified under the merchant. And then only in the total at the very end, they're like, yeah, but Lori, you can't have uh, these five products on your website. I was like, what? And so they're like, yeah, it has a cannabinoid that we don't really, it was CBC. And so we don't want CBC on, you know, our, our banking will handle that. I'm like, I've never heard of that. Nobody has ever told me that. Um, but not until the very end did that happen. So that's just another learning because what you find, and I think, you know, Dave is always preaching this as well as Blaine, it's education. People are so uneducated about CBD, right? And so rather it's the banking world, you know, it's the merchant world, it's the, you know, the stores, right? You know, actually on my way, you know, we're driving today, that's why I'm in my car, um, but we stopped at um, a feed store and we have our pet products in there and we have also some of our creams and our tinctures. And the one thing, like, oh, people are so afraid of tinctures. They don't understand the difference of full spec and broad spec. And so they don't want they don't want to buy them, but they love the creams, right? So again, there's this whole education process that we need to continue to fight and we need to continue to all be proponents of is the education process. So I would say that's another thing that um, we did. And then we had two kind of really exciting things this year. One was the shark, uh, shark discovery. So they picked us up. And uh, we actually have a commercial that aired. We're in a full page ad and Bon Appetit. Um, bon Appetite, Bon Appetit. Why did I say Bon Appetit, bon? yep, that's it. Bon Appetit, it's a Bon Appetit. And so we have a full, uh, full page ad there, but we learned a lot of things about that because they didn't know about advertising, right? So what does the commercial really mean, right? What is when you really talk about a one page ad in Bon Appetit, it's actually by region, which I didn't realize. I thought like Bon Appetit put out a magazine and it went to every region. That's not true. Every region has a different um, set of articles and advertisement. So we had that, that's uh, really exciting. Brought in uh, brought in a small, I would say a small amount of business. We just aired it in the last three weeks. And so we're waiting kind of to see what, uh, what happens there. 
The other thing that we did is we actually did product testing. We're in the middle of that right now. We uh, hooked up with a company called Relief and they do product testing. So we offer that on our website. But why did we do that was because the other thing the merchant said is that I couldn't put any testimonials that referenced anything good about the CBD on my website. And I was like, well, that's insane. I didn't write it, right? But they're like, it doesn't matter. You can't have it on your website. And I was like, that makes zero sense to me. And they're like, Lori, you have to take it down. If you want us to be your merchant, you can't have anything that references how it helped them in any type of, like it, Like we had a lot of like, they had back pain, they had, some had MS, some had cancer. You couldn't, they could not reference any of that in the, um, well, that's the USDA. Um, unless yeah. it's been tested and proven and the doctors sign off on it, they won't let you say that. We, we encounter that all the time with a lot of the folks that we work with. So, Yeah. And so, again, it was a testimonial on the website. So we, we had to remove that. But what they said, which I found was really interesting, was like, but you can put that on your social media sites, but you can't put it on your website. So you can put it on Facebook. You can put it on Instagram. But you can't put it on your Facebook page or on your website. I said, okay. So we do. So now we put it on our Facebook and our Instagram, but we don't have it on the Facebook page. So those are the things that I think. So we went to this product testing. So we actually then could have um, results driven kind of communication with our potential clients. And so these are actually people who will do testing for two weeks on our products. So that was, that's been an exciting thing to, uh, to bring to the company. We don't have the results yet. We won't have them until probably first quarter. Um, but again, just a different way to look at it and a different way to see how well your products are doing by having people actually use them for a period of time. And, and all of our tests are running. One is running three weeks, but the majority of them run two weeks. So those are kind of the, the key things we have going on. The other one is blogs. And so Dave, I know you're familiar with this, but getting your blogs up, right? Well, and again, when you start to look at the amount of work you have to do, right? You have to do blogs, you have to do all of your social media. You have to make sure your website is up. And we built a website that's fully integrated, you know, with our wholesale and our retail. And then, you know, somebody said, well, Lori, you should have affiliates. Well, I was never an affiliate, so I didn't even know really what that meant. So then you have to go research affiliates. But what I found was if you don't give the affiliates exactly what you want them to do, they don't really do it, right? So you have to provide the content for them to be able to put on their uh, their websites. Then what you get is a lot more traction. But I didn't know that in the beginning, right? I just thought, well, you're signing it up, so you're going to promote my products on your websites, but I didn't really realize it's better if you actually set it up where you give them the content and then they promote your product. So these are things as you go through and you learn and you get bigger, right, is how do you make all that happen? Because those are all additional sales for you. Um, if you can get more and more people in that, the affiliate is a great way because now you're duplicating, right? So now whoever this person is, they have more and then they have more and then you get more visibility. But that was something again that I just I didn't know, right? I didn't know how to do. Um, so we learned a lot along the way with that. Um, but I think I don't know, Andrew. Any other big things that we did this year? That was like enough. I'm exhausted. That was a lot. <laughs> well, I have some questions for you in a little bit, Lori. But I'm going to ask Andrew a few things because Andrew's the grower, and 
and the extractor, if I understand it correct. So, yep. how did your crops go this year, Andrew, up there in the in the, uh, in the north there? So they went really good, actually. We had good yields. Um, got everything out in time before the weather did changed. Do, uh, did you guys do direct seeding, or did you do clones, or how did you do it? So we we've done clones since the beginning. We've never done um, direct seeding just for the male and female part you know with a clone you're getting a direct genetics from that mother plant and you're not mm -hmm. guessing if it's going to come up a male or a female have, have you had to adjust your clones for the environment you tried something in the beginning didn't quite work out for the environment and you had to modify it or anything like that so our first year we started out with 18 different strains so we did a lot of testing the first three years and now we're down to about two so it's been a lot of trial and error of what ones actually grow the best yield and which ones not only the best yield, but the best oil content. Mm -hmm. Because in the end of the day, we're making a product. So you need a good oil content plant to produce good oil. Do you mind sharing what genetics you dialed in on? So we used uh, um, sweetened as a strain and we got them clones out of um, south carolina and then we got a uh strain from um dennis out of elk lake i forgot lake. what's their name okay. lakeland lakeland yep. so we tried one of their strains this year and it turned out pretty good cool awesome but i think that's an interesting one to talk about andrew because we found so we said you know let's try dennis because he's local he has the clones and it's both up in northern michigan and the plants were smaller, but the cones in the oil was better, right? So yeah. you know, when we first looked at it, we were like, wow, I don't know, is this going to be good? <laughs> I like yeah, this is better than what we had because before plants. we were used to like huge plants, right? So it, it's again, it's a learning. And that was the first year, last this year was the first year we used Dennis's. <clears throat> Small but mighty, huh? <laughs> huh? Small yeah. but mighty. All but mighty, yeah. Small but mighty, you got it. Yeah, yeah. And do you guys still do quite a bit of hand harvesting? That kind of. It's all by hand. All by hand. Yeah. How many folks to do that, or is that something you do internally, or how do you do that? So we have um a crew of workers that we've had since we were in the hop industry. So they've worked for us every summer for the past eight years, probably nine years so we we get them for planting and harvesting during that season in the summer they're working on other orchards and apples around here huh. it, you do your own processing on site yep your extraction do you offer yep. that as a toll service if someone you know in michigan you know we can all grow 12 plants you know if someone wants to take their 12 plants maybe they have you know 20 pounds, 50 pounds of biomass you want to extract. Is that something you would take on? So we don't do any toll processing right now. We, I mean, we're so busy with our own stuff that we're making oil and putting it into products as fast as we can make it. Really? Okay. Yeah. And right. I, I think that's an interesting question, Dave, because one of the things that we found, we found this in the hops industry and now what we wanted to do was to ensure that we could control um, kind of that full integration. So 
if something happened, we could make our own adjustments, right? But we didn't build it big enough to be like a big processor for, for other farmers, right? We made it to scale so that we could actually do our own extraction, do our own distillation and the formulation in the lab. So really keeping it integrated for our own business um, and supporting that growth. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, you, you do some sales um, out of the country as well, correct? Yep, we do. What that's countries been, are you currently working with? Yeah, so that's been interesting, right? Uh, so we've learned a lot. So we actually, we go into Brazil. Um, we spent all of last year negotiating the contract. So we have an exclusive contract um, to supply into Brazil. The biggest issue there is they actually regulate it by what their FDA is. It's called Anvisa. Um, so their Anvisa is very involved. We have to go through the entire qualification process with them, which took us to, uh, to get the first step approved, which is that we could actually ship product to a patient has now been done. We got that approval about two months ago, but we still are waiting on final approval where we will move from shipping to patients to shipping to a distributor. So we actually, our contract is with a distributor in Brazil and they'll distribute exclusively our products. But in the meantime, until we get that final approval, we ship directly to the customer. But I'll give you an example. I mean, our first shipment there, beautiful. Went through everything, went through customs. We were like, woohoo, I can't believe that worked, right? Our second shipment, oh, stuck in the warehouse, right? And so, you know, we had to spend an enormous amount of time trying to figure out, well, it went everything through the U.S., but as soon as it got to Brazil, um, it got stopped. And so what we're really working on is, okay, how do we make sure the paperwork, because I'll tell you the paperwork to ship to Brazil, we need to have, what is it, like eight to 10 different documents? It's, it's over that. It's probably close to almost 20. 20 hmm. documents to ship one tincture, right? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> you have to have all of the scripts from the doctors and everything and all of their um, information. And it all comes in a packet from our distributor that we then have to copy and we have to put all of that with the shipment. And if any of that is missing or wrong, it gets held up in the warehouse. Hmm. So, um, so yes, we do. But uh, again, a huge learning for us blame on um, how we can make that more seamless. Yeah. So then, yeah. you break down your sales. I mean, how much of you actually percentage wise are you selling outside of the U S Oh, my, small, Mike, we just got the approval two months ago to ship into Brazil. Okay. Um, and it's to the patient, not to the distributor. Mm. So when we get our final approval, which we expect will be another nine months, um, because everything moves extremely slow in Brazil. <laughs> so I would tell you, you have to have a lot of patience, um, to be able to, to do that. And, um, and then we will ship in uh, almost like, I'll say pallets, right? So we'll ship much bigger quantities because the distributor, which we've already been working on, will actually deliver to the pharmacies. Hmm. So we won't be delivering to patients, we'll deliver directly to the pharmacy. Well, that'll certainly save you a lot of money when you can wholesale it, right? I mean, because otherwise I imagine shipping individually to patients is pretty expensive, right? 
Yeah, we don't pay the freight. So oh, we don't okay. pay any of the freight or the clearances. So um, so right now that's not a big burden on us. It is on our distributor because we use them. Um, they're kind of our sponsor during this period of time. Wow. And they pick up all the freight and all the duties. Oh, okay. But it's not a it's not an easy task. And I would say if we didn't have friends in Brazil, we we wouldn't have been able to to maneuver the system. And then I would say the other thing is you need to have a good attorney, right? So as you start to write these documents, because now you're talking about two different countries and you know they wanted to lock us up so that they could be the only distributor in Brazil selling our product, along with then we were locking them up, right? So you just need to make sure when you do those things, you have the right contracts. Hmm. Not to mention the, uh, the language difficulties Portuguese versus English, right? So yep. we uh, we know very little Portuguese, but we lived there for three years, and so a lot uh, of Google Translator. Yes, yeah. a lot of Google Translator. <laughs> wow! And then uh, oh. in uh, the in in country here, um, is Michigan your biggest uh, market that you ship to, or are there other ones that you have big market sales in, or what? Yeah, so um, I would have said a year ago, Michigan was our uh, top state. Today, it's not. Hmm. So we're um, we're into Florida, Indiana, Iowa. Um, we're into Ohio, a lot of Midwest, a lot of the Midwest still. Chicago, where else, Andrew? Um, New York. Yeah, you got a mixture of adult use states and only medical states. Uh, like Ohio is only medical, Indiana is neither. Uh, Oklahoma just went adult use. I mean, you got a real mishmash there. I know it's CBD, but there's still that confusion. We run into this all the time on the education process, you know. Uh, yeah. People just Our, don't get it, you know, so. Yeah. Our biggest issue is actually Delta eight, Delta nine. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we technically can't, we don't produce any Delta eight or Delta nine. So a lot of the other um, states that actually can under CBD law sell Delta eight or Delta nine, mm -hmm. they want us to do that, but we can't, we can't be a, we can't sell that product. Um, yep. Everybody calls that marijuana light, you know, that's where the gas yeah. stations and the, and the you know the health store food stores are in all those places are selling that and then that was that was outlawed briefly and then it was back to states can opt in whether they want to do it or not and technically they can do it in michigan but i think it's too much of a hassle right so right yeah, yeah what's with the thca i was reading something some they're selling flour that's thca i mean how I mean, it really frustrates me that they're bastardizing the industrial hemp industry and, and making it harder for all of us to get to where we want to go. I agree, Dave. It's very, very confusing. And for like the, the person who doesn't really understand it, it gets even more confusing, right? So oh, yeah. we were in the Fort Lauderdale show last this year, um, and it was, I thought, a CBD show. Well, it was an alternative show. It changed from CBD to an alternative, and I was shocked. I mean, honestly, we were the only. Was there one other one, Andrew? Or were we the only CBD like two or three. CBD There's store in the whole that whole uh, show? Yeah. And people were. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Well, again, it gets back to the educational thing. They think that yeah. they don't. I mean, it's the same plant. 
but it's the level of THC in the product, and they don't quite get the difference there. So, yeah, yeah. my favorite, I share my favorite story from that show. So, th there was two little old ladies, and they were probably in their 80s, and they came back uh, for a second day, and they came to our booth because they couldn't find, they said, like, do you know where the chocolate guy is? And we're like, the chocolate guy? We don't know. Oh my God, he gave us samples last yesterday. We never laughed so much in our whole entire life. We need more chocolate. It's so, it's like, that sounds that's like that really might have been about point three, huh? Yeah. So. <laughs> so I was like, so people are confused, right? They weren't buying CBD there, right? I mean, CBD mm -hmm. chocolate is not going to do that for them. So. <laughs> It is very confusing in the marketplace right now, which makes it extremely hard when you're trying to sell just CBD. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were talking about the reviews and such, you know, I, I bring some CBD salve and I, I make my Hempy award winning chocolate peanut butter CBD balls, you know, and take them in and give them to the boys sometimes. Uh-huh. And uh, a guy stopped me last night. I stopped for a burger and a beer at the, the barn here in Fenton. And a guy stopped me. Hey, Dave, you know, I just want to thank you. You know, that's the best night of sleep I've had in a long time. You, know, <laughs> you need to market those. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, uh, uh, boy, what I asked him, that would be getting the paperwork through, huh? So. Um, <laughs> yeah. They are good. They are they very help. good. It helps me. Mm -hmm. it does. I, I cut the dose quite a bit from the first mm -hmm. round. <laughs> yeah you know it's it's amazing you know that feedback that, that you get it, it just makes me frustrated that you know this hasn't been available to us for 80 years and they're doing everything they can uh, it seems like i say they you know but there, there's so much uh resistance to allowing us to educate and learn about this product and do the research and do the trial and error and to understand it better yeah well, same thing on the thc side 16 percent taxes on sales all sorts of paperwork that no other business has to deal with mm. yeah i mean they want the tax money it was like you know 300 million and change last year that the various well i think is 164 communities that have opted in now but they just hassle everybody it's just amazing you know, they, they they love you, love you, hate you, hate you, you know, so mm -hmm. crazy. Now, Lori, you got really ambitious right out of the go. And I thought you were a little bit crazy at first, but you're, you're the number of SKUs that you have, you know, you have all these hair products, you know, face mm -hmm. products. I mean, what do you, what are you learning from that? Have you found that, you know, that makes sense to have such a broad, product offering um so no i'm gonna reduce it right so like for tinctures alone i think we have 52 tinctures oh my well God. i need to reduce the tinctures right because by the time you have we have lipid encapsulated we have broad we have water right we have full um and so and then we have combinations right cbd cbn cbd cbg but trying to keep track of all that. And then I would say what we've really learned over the last three is where do we need to focus, right? So um, so we're gonna look at the, and we also offer multiple flavors, which I'm also gonna look at how do we kind of reduce some of that? Because again, it's all inventory, right? You gotta carry inventory of it. I imagine um, what you look at is what the customers are buying, right? Wouldn't that be what you'd zero in on? So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep, that's exactly what we'll do. 
Um, but why brought, why did I go broad? I mean, maybe Dave is your question, right? Because at that time in 2008, we didn't know what people wanted to use for CBD, right? Did they care about beauty products in CBD? Did they care about hair care products, pet products, right? So what we learned along these four years is like, there is, um, there's a little bit of, I would say beauty. Um, finally, we were early in the beauty. I would say now the beauty is actually coming on stronger especially when you have like your ageless serums, you have your eye serums. These are really taken off and I think are getting great traction. The hair products I would still say are in the middle, right? You have to have somebody who really like, we have a growth hair product, which is with Anagain in it. And that product really takes off. Um, but we had like a, a moisturizing one, that one just couldn't compete, but the growth one competes in the market. Um, all your topicals, I would say, again, we probably have too many topicals. Our 4,000 cream, 4,000 sev, by far, um, we is, is our best-selling product, right? And that, I would say, um, we get also great reviews on that. So rather it be Google reviews or people that write in to, to me and tell me how good. And, and that's the best part about it is hearing about the people's experience when they use a product that works. Yeah. Because the other thing in CBD, which you have, is a lot of products that don't work. So therefore people are very reluctant to buy your CBD because they've tried it before and it doesn't work. And so what we get a lot of like, wow, Lori, I can't believe like your product actually works. And I said, well, I would hope people are actually in the market to have products that work, but thank you, right? Um, and so really making sure that the products that you're putting in the market, you know, work, right? Work and are gonna give people the relief that they want um, what about, what about say, the pet products? Have people got tuned into those? Because I have a lot of friends with older pets, and when oh, they yeah. give them the CBD products, you know, the pets have made a little arthritis or something. They really perk up, you know. So, yeah, I have uh, my cousin owns a salon in Lake Orion, and I, I private label some of Lori's products. And my cousin's a, a big pet person; she has like five dogs all the time, and She's one of my best customers. She has videos where you can actually see, you know, like a before, you know, the dog moving before and then, you know, after. I mean, it, it's amazing. You know, it uh, really helps them. Man, that's a huge market. Pets. I wow. think, I think Lori's know. frozen up. Well, I think she might have. Well, Andrew, since we're talking about pets, Andrew, how about let's talk about um, uh, what you guys won at the Hempest uh, last year? The Gracie's. So yeah, Gracie's Balm and Great uh, yeah. is an equine topical. Gracie's Calm is an equine elixir, apple flavored, which I'm sure they probably love. So, do you have the, some of those samples, Andrew, you can show us? So, this is the elixir. Okay. Here. And then we also have the balm. Okay. My glasses are so I can see it. So, the balm, you obviously oh, yeah. rub. What do you do with the elixir? Yep, so the elixir is more like a calming agent, so it's more like a tincture, like as a okay. human would take, but it's for, mm -hmm. it's higher strength, higher dosage, obviously, for the horse. So do you just put that on, like, their oats or their food that they're getting, or do you... Uh, they, it comes water? with the, it comes with a little syringe for in their mouth. Oh. Okay. Same way you have a dropper. Nope, I think she's cool. back. Yep. Yep, I'm back. Sorry about that. Sorry. We're talking about your pet products. Yeah. I just talking about Gracie's Balm and Gracie's Calm. 
Yeah, and then everything for cats and dogs. But I think, Mike, where I got hung up was you were talking about the dogs that are aging. I mean, we sell a lot of the pet drops to aging dogs, mm -hmm. and we sell a lot of the pet treats to puppies. So we, we kind of see the, the yeah, difference Dave, in the two. Yeah, Dave was saying that he does uh, some pet products as well. And uh, what was it, your sister, you said? Or who My was cousin, it? yeah. Cousin that has five dogs and she does before and after videos where the dog's kind of limping, you know, and then it takes what sort of time lapse, couple of weeks or something. Oh, no, no, no. Right away. Yeah. Right away. Okay. And then all yeah. of a sudden they're like puppies again. Right. You know, so yeah, yeah. yeah maybe not exactly puppies, but you know, <laughs> but Lori you mentioned the ageless products. I was thinking about, you know, a hemp seed oil for, uh you know like your face do you do you have a product like that where you'd put it on your face and it helps uh, even out the skin yeah so we have the ageless serum using our um actually in that particular product dave i'm using i'm using an isolate um so we use the our distillate in the beginning uh versus the isolate and the color was a weird color and so when i went to an isolate it's a beautiful gold right um, and so I use an isolate in that ageless serum, a CBD isolate from our product. Hmm. So it's the CBD. It's not the hemp seed oil itself. No, it's the CBD. So you're using okay. it for moisturizer. You're using it for fine lines. Okay. Interesting. Jim, can we bring up their, uh, their website a little bit and show people how to find that? Can you, can somebody do that for us as we talk? There we go. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> He's an awesome man behind the curtain. He is more than the wizard, that's for sure. That's for sure. So this is your deep intensive cream. That, that was. Yeah, that's the 4,000 that I talked about. Okay. This cream so, is amazing. Is that so the how color there, that sort of gold color you were talking about? No, that's not, I'm saying that was in the ageless serum, Mike, oh, for, okay. um, for more for women are using it on their face. Ah. This one is really for your aches and your pains and, uh, anybody that has muscular pain, it's take it away. Oh, really? I, I saw the, yeah. uh, sad. Go it, ahead, Dave. What? I saw the sad version. It comes in a deodorant stick. Yeah. You know, it's easy to carry in your hockey bag, and you know we put that stuff on our knees and our ankles, and it it stuff really works. In fact, yeah. I, I just shipped some to a hockey player today. Yeah, Dave stuff. gets banged up out there on the ice. Oh. So. <laughs> They're, the boys are mean, I tell you. Yeah, they need that. Yeah. You know, I so caught can... I caught just a little little bit of the Red Wings game the other day. Dave it was one they lost, but I caught that's why finally we had it on TV one night. So. Yeah, they're kind of uneven. They like win three in a row and lose four in a row, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe we should ship some of that to them. Maybe there you go, that'd be a good thing to do, right? But they're young yeah. guys still, you know. I think Veronic needs it after that hit that Reeves just clobbered his head. Man, it was a brutal hit. If you search a uh, Veronic Reeves hit, it's it, it was bad, oh. shoulder to the head. Mm. Oh. So Laura, you know, I, I, you know, I was when I was a kid, I was experimented with stuff, you know, kind of things too. But how did you come up with all these different formulas and different things? How'd you, how'd you arrive at those? Yeah. So the first ones, when we first started, 
was all around my dad. So was really trying to um, keep him kind of free of pain, right? And so we used multiple tinctures and that's why we have like a 6,000 broad. It was actually one of the last tinctures that uh, he used before he passed. And so, but can managing that pain without being opioids was absolutely critical for us. So we learned a lot through that and using these different 3,000, 6,000 lipid encapsulated versus just your full spec. And then we did the creams, same kind of experiment, right? We started with a thousand and we ended with um, 4,000. And in R&D, we have an 8,000, right? That we used with him and then also some other friends. And then the, so that's kind of the topicals in the, in the tinctures, which most all businesses would have, right? And then with the hair and with the beauty, it was more around like, I'll tell you like the eye cream you know, or the eye serum, I was like, I have these bags under my eyes. Like, I, I need to figure out how to get rid of them, right? <laughs> now, like, when I'm when I'm talking oh, with them, yeah. they're like, well, maybe some sleep would help, Lori, right? But I mean, how can you, um, you know, how can you solve some of your problems? And that was kind of what we worked on, right? Was like, so what problem am I trying to solve? I'm trying to solve things under the eyes. I'm trying to solve fine wrinkles. You know, I'm trying to solve hair growth, right? Because a lot of people were having trouble with, you know, their hair, losing their hair as they age or when they have different ailments. So that was kind of our, our position continues to be is how do we solve the problem in the industry and what products would solve that? And then we usually get, you know, one or two of our customers will test with us, right? Like, so I'm like, okay, there's this, here's an idea, like eczema is another good one. I mean, how many customers do we get that, have eczema and need help with eczema. So we had four different products in R&D and you know, none of them worked to my satisfaction. I'm like, no, that's not gonna get it. Finally, the fifth time around, but what we had to do is we combined the CBD and the CBG together. And that combination actually gave us the, the best relief. So a little of it is playing with it, right? To say, mm -hmm. you know, what are you trying to solve? And then normally I find somebody who like has eczema, right? And I say, okay, go use this cream for a couple of weeks and tell me if it works because I don't want to put it on the market if it doesn't work. That's always been, been our case, yeah. right? If Just it doesn't work. To do that. Yeah. So, uh, um, so that's how we, how we work today and that's how we started. So the CBD and CBG combination was super good for the skin. Eh? Say that again, Dave. Sorry. The, the CB adding the CBG in with the CBD really helped the uh, skin issues. Correct. I was yep. thinking about that. I just picked up some uh, CBG distillate from Rusty Peterson, and I still have some CBD distillate from my 2019 grow, believe it or not. Wow. And, uh, I was going to make something. So a lot of us have athlete's foot at the hockey rink, you know. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. nature of the thing. I, I was wondering how I was going to start, start doing some testing on that because I think that you're talking about having a need and then trying to fill that need. Yeah. I, I think that's the key. And I mean, it's been the key in the CBD world all along, right? What need are you trying to fulfill? Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a need that you're trying to fulfill, what happens is you end up with a whole lot of um, flour, right? That you can't sell. Um, yeah. Or you end up with a whole lot of distillate that you can't use or you can't sell. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've always been, you know, I would rather go slow, but making sure that we have the right products right that people will use that they work because that will continuously bring us in new customers mm. so we've just that's how we worked yeah 
Well, you're doing a great job. We're real proud of you. Thanks. It's been, it's been a journey. I'll have to tell you, we, uh, we have learned a lot in, uh, and I wouldn't say it's all good. <laughs> We've made some big mistakes um, that were costly, right? And so, you know, I always say we're self-funded. Um, and so when you make those big mistakes that are costly, they hurt. Because uh, you're, you know, you're using that money that you would have used for something else. But there's other things we've done that have really, you know, paid different dividends. So we're happy about that. Yeah, well, you're making a difference in a lot of people's lives. That's, uh, that's worth a little bit. So, yep, we're happy about that. That makes yeah. us happy, Dave. Yeah. Do you have uh, now the holidays are here? Do you have any specials going on right now on your site? We do. We do. Go to hohcbd.com. We're doing the 12 days of Christmas. And so every day we have a new special. Um, and so you can uh, you can go out there and you can look. And then we have for the whole site, we have a 20% off plus free shipping. So you can go out and get any product on the site for 20% off and free shipping. But you can also enjoy uh, the 12 days of Christmas where we're giving you a free gift of something every single day. So if you buy something, you get a CBD product free. 12 days running from when to when? Is it 12 days in effect now or what? Uh, 12 days. I think we're in our third day, right, Andrew? Yeah, day, this is day three today. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. So every day it changes. Sweet. That's a little nice little marketing thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, you get you have to get creative. That's the other thing we learned is like we're trying to see what will people, what do people go for, right? So is it free product? Is it free shipping? Is it 20% off? You know, is it 10%? I mean, it, you're trying to figure out what combination brings you the most clicks to your site. Yep. I relate. Well, we certainly appreciate all the help you've been in. Nora, you you have always been very big about the education part and sharing, and we certainly appreciate that very much. And well, thanks we'll for having, having us we'll on. Be, we'll be having more news for that for sure. And Andrew, thank you very much for all yep. of your hard work. Yep, keep up the good work, boss. Yep. I guess yep. I guess Andrew, I got to change your name in the in the handbook now. Lori called you the, the Gestapo. Gestapo. Yeah, I thought that was a good thing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh -huh. So it's definitely you can't busy around here. Control, that's for sure. So, that's yeah. for sure. so and like right, well, I said, Blaine, I think we invited you to the facility and Dave at any time. So if you guys ever want to do a show from there or you want to come up just let me know or we want where to have are you located i'm not session. sure where you where are you located at so we are in lake ann michigan okay which so is near traverse city west ah. of traverse city okay yeah that's a great winter destination <laughs> it's kind of cold maybe you want to come in the summer or you can come up with some skiing related product for the winter time, right? Yeah, you're gonna go skiing, it's kind of right on the way. Yeah, yeah. After you fall and break yeah. your leg, then you can use your products or something, right? There you, you know? go, there you go. Yeah. I don't want anybody to break their leg though. Oh, okay. All right, well, thanks guys. We really appreciate uh time and, and coming on and sharing today. It was very, very nice. Thank you. Okay, you're you welcome, go. and you guys have a Merry Christmas. You too. Okay, thanks. See ya. Bye-bye. So we got a little sweet recipe to give a little later on the show, but uh, Mike, why don't we turn it over to you with some news? Yeah, so the November CRA numbers just came out this week. Uh, good news, bad news, depending on your point of view. 
Uh, cannabis sales increased 33.2% from the same November a year ago uh, to a little over $200 million just in November. Uh, but the problem there for, well, it depends on, again, on your point of view. For consumers, it's a wonderful thing because now, uh, although I don't know whether you can technically buy an ounce of marijuana at a dispensary, but uh, the ounce price now is down to about, uh, let me look at it here, $95.12 versus a year ago, $190.71. So it's obviously contributing to the uh, the, I'm not sure how to describe it, but the massacre that's going on right now in the industry. There's a lot of dispensaries and receivership, a lot of companies in bankruptcy. Well, actually, you can't even be in bankruptcy because the federal bankruptcy courts won't allow a Schedule One drug company, as it were. And that's how marijuana is still. So you're stuck. You're in receivership. You can't even use bankruptcy laws to regroup. And uh, we've been hearing stories about some of the big players. I won't name the names uh, that are swooping in and buying these distressed dispensaries. And so the bigger players are getting bigger. So, uh, but we're still, the good news, I suppose, is we're still on a approximately $2.5 billion run rate for the full year 2022. We won't have December numbers until about mid-January. But uh, the last four or five months have all been in the $200 million range. So it's selling like crazy. And, of course, this time of year with the holidays, it's going to be on a lot of people's Christmas lists. Um, if you want to look at the actual numbers of the various products, how they're selling, I've got that on mimarijuanareport.com. You can look it up there and see what those are. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, we just launched this today. In fact, we've been working on it for a while. We have a new cannabis tourism project that we launched. Uh, part of it is a monthly, I call it an easy, and my business partner, Dan Keelan, hates it when I use that word. But it, it kind of describes it. I mean, you've seen those online publications where you can flip the pages and all that jazz. That's what this is. And it includes a lot of videos and things like that that a lot of the other publications don't do. But what we do also then is we combine that. So it isn't just a once-a-month publication. We combine a lot of those stories and the promotion of it during the course of the week. We have a Thursday newsletter that just went out this morning. It'll be the last one this year, by the way. We're all taking breaks next week. Um, and then also Friday, we have a newsletter, special newsletter that goes out that focuses on, it's called S-P-A-R-X and Rec.com, Sparks and Rec. And so we just launched Sparks that. and Rec? Yep, S-P-A-R-X and A-N-D-R-E-C.com. And so uh, we just launched that. Uh, uh, we have a couple of new launch sponsors that came on board. Uh, cannabis tourism is still kind of new, but it's really taken off. Uh, and of course, tourism giving, depending on the year in the state of Michigan, is usually, excuse me, the number two or number three industry advised with agriculture, uh, depending on how many tourists come to the state. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and so um, the cannabis tourism element is brand new, but there's a, a lot of, mm, they call them bud and breakfast, essential Airbnbs where they're cannabis friendly. There is a couple dozen of those around the state. Uh, right now, uh, there's also a lot of, uh, of consumption lounges that are coming online. There's 19 that are actually, <clears throat> excuse me, licensed. That flu here kind of going to my throat. Um, and But there's also some other stuff going on. I mean, we're looking, and, and that's one of the things I want to encourage is 
anybody listening to the show, we're, we're looking to write about it. If you have a cannabis friendly lodging, uh, bar, restaurant, park, whatever, we want to know about it so we can give you some publicity on that uh, because we're trying to promote that industry. Uh, and again, a lot of what we discover in particular is uh, because those, particularly the dispensaries that are near the border, Indiana, Ohio, and way up north uh, with Wisconsin and Minnesota, they get a lot of out-of-state traffic because uh, adult use in Indiana, not even medical. I mean, Indiana, you just can't buy it, period. Ohio is only medical. Uh, Wisconsin, nothing. Minnesota, nothing. And so they all come to Michigan, flock over the border. So out of those dispensaries within about 50 miles of the border are doing really well with cannabis tourism. And now there's some groups that are forming that are doing specialized cannabis travel packages where, you know, just like any other travel package, you go to Rome and they, you know, they walk you around and show you all the sites and stuff. Maybe not quite like that, but essentially you tell them what you want to do, how you want to do it, where you want to do it. And they give you a whole cannabis tourism package. It's really starting to take off. So we've decided to jump on board that and kind of ride that wave. So there you have it. I have a question for you, Mike. It was my understanding that there's still people building out licenses here in Michigan. Is there any movement on a moratorium on licenses or any talk about about cultivators and growers? Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, there's actually a big movement on that. Uh, There's last I knew now this was in August. So this number may not be current. 650 cultivator licenses are at least 650 have been issued by the CRA. Now, what it is, a lot of them, uh, one of the big problems is a lot of the very big companies, and I won't name names because I don't want to get into lawsuits, but they're stacking licenses. So they might have 20 cultivator licenses, but they're only using them a couple, right? And so uh, there's a movement afoot to limit the number because right now the market is flooded with, with cannabis. Obviously, you can get, We've got black level, black market level prices for ounces of marijuana, and that's because there's so much of it out there. And there's still license for like two million more plants out there. I mean, it's just we're flooded. And there's a lot of folks sneaking cannabis in from other growing states. And that's one of the reasons that Brian Hanna was brought in with his law enforcement background was to police that. Uh, is So there's just the market is awash with cannabis. And supply and demand is so of the 1,800 communities in the state. Uh, only about 160, last I saw, actually allow cannabis sales. So there's it, still the demand isn't caught up with the supply. So you know, basic economics there. But yeah, part of the problem is there's just too many cultivators out there. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, with as opposed to hemp, most cannabis is grown indoors. Uh, However, that being said, in, in October, that's when the big crop comes in from the people that do grow outdoors. But as you all know, I don't know if I tell you, you're all farmers, you get the cross-pollination issue when you grow outdoors. And what, what a lot of the cannabis growers want to do is really control that so that it's you know very specific to their terpenes and various other things that they're doing to make them stand out. So again, that's an indoor crop. But still, we just everybody and his brother is growing it. And not to mention... The, any anybody over 21 can grow 12 plants in their backyard, and there's a lot of people doing that. So mm-hmm. this got a, we're just a wash in cannabis right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mike, you know maybe in that tour, maybe maybe we can help out the CBD places. Maybe we can add 
not only uh, with the THC, but maybe the CBD products too, we can add to that for the tour. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we just launched, we're open to we're good, say, kind of saying, come on down, we'll work with you. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if you've got CBD products you want to advertise or promote, um, just let me know. I'm the one that controls that. I'm the editor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll Excuse me. Two of our two of our two of our members and see if they want to get involved with that. So yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Anything else, Mike? That's the highlights, I guess. There's a lot of other news, and uh, be sure to sign up for our newsletter every Thursday. It's free. Just come to mimarijuanareport.com. Get on our email list, and we'll we'll take care of you, and you'll get all the latest headlines. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Thanks for all the hard work you do with reporting and keeping us involved, updated on all that stuff. Oh, thanks, Glenn. So what Dave talked about earlier in the show, uh, I'll share it a little bit here. Um, certainly a lot more little research has got to be done on this and what's happening. But I actually got this from the Michigan Food E-News uh, yesterday, December 14th. So they put out that a recent disciplinary hearing and license suspension of a marijuana retailer also selling hemp-derived CBD products should raise the attention of other retailers. Michigan law requires retailers selling CBD products to have a processor hand license from the state. The Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency, CRA, recently acted to enforce that a processor hand license needed for retailers selling CBD products, even if that retailer already had a medical marijuana or rec recreational marijuana license. Huh. If you're selling these products, make sure you have the hemp processor hand license through the CRA the application can be found here in the newsletter that they have. Um, so we're going to get we're going to look into this uh, and see what's going on here. Uh, previous discussions that we've had with Molly and with others in the, in the industry on the, on the state side, the regular side, uh, has indicated that they weren't requiring that. Um, but this would, if you're really looking at this, this would mean that every gas station that's selling uh, CBD uh, related products would also have to do this. So. Uh, we're, we're probably going to have a discussion on this at our next show, uh, which is our next show, by the way, is going to be January 5th. We're going to take the next two weeks off for holiday and family time, and then we'll come back with that when we have that. So and be sure to send me that, too. We, we want to look into that. This is until you brought it up today. I'd never heard about mm -hmm. that. I'll, I'll forward yeah. it over to you now. Yeah. So so anyway, so we'll be looking into that and, and cover that. Remember, I, I have Michigan's going to do what we can to keep informed and keep abreast of all this stuff going on. So with that, um, a lot of things are happening right now with the uh, planning for doing hemp uh, with building uh, material, uh, educational sessions we're going to have. Those will start after the first of the year. We'll have information. We'll get out on that. And we'll talk about that, too, on that January 5th show as well. So uh, anything else before I get into the uh, sweet recipe, guys? Is it Christmas related? Is it something we can put on the Christmas table? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So we'll get the chef's hat on and away we go here. Yeah. So uh, this uh, this luscious sweet side dish is the is warming to the body, satisfying, rich, and good for us. Roasted sweet potatoes with apricots and curried hemp seed. Mm. Yeah, it's just a wonderful thing. So three to four uh, sweet potatoes cut into large chunks. And then six to eight diced apricots cut in half. Uh, extra virgin olive oil. I would say you could also su submit that with the hemp seed oil as well. Uh, grated zest of two lemons, four to six teaspoons. Sea salt, 
one teaspoon curry powder, half a cup of shelled hemp seed, two to three spring springs, freshly parsley minced. And then it talks about how to do it, but um, you, know, you get the oven to 375 and you sprinkle the lemon zest and salt. And uh, while the potatoes are roasting, place the curry powder in a dry skillet over medium heat, dry roast the curry powder for one or two minutes, reduce the heat to low and stir in the hemp seeds. Toast it, stirring constantly until the curry powder turns from orange to a vivid yellow. It will return to a lovely orange color as it cools. To serve, sprinkle the cooked sweet potatoes with the curry hemp seed and freshly parceled. Note, the curry hemp seed comment may be made in advance. Transfer it to a glass jar, let it cool completely before sealing. It will keep for one to two weeks at room temperature. Hmm. So I have, I have done this recipe in the past. It is a wonderful recipe to go with any meal that you might have for the holidays for sure. So. Now, where could one procure hemp seeds? Is there a convenient location, perhaps? Well, there is a convenient location to get that. If you want to get them online, you can go to downonthefarm.biz. We have them there. Uh, but I will say that you can also find them uh, in a lot of most of your stores as well. So, But you really want to get them from me, of course. Obviously. Of course. I was trying to give you and a shameless the, plug there, Blaine. So yeah, go ahead. And the hemp seed oil. Now, the hemp seed oil you need to get from me. That's one thing you do need to get. So. One of the, uh, I'll throw just another shameless plug out there. We finally got the order of the uh, hemp uh, um, herd in. Uh, so we will be having, uh, very soon we'll have on the website, uh, hemp herd that you can order. Um, mm. So we'll have that available for pets and stuff like that. So okay. it's been a while for us to get it. Unfortunately, we had a good, we, we have imported it because we just don't have enough product here that I can get a hold of uh, to do that. But uh, we're working on getting it locally as well. But right now we've got it. So. We've, been, we've had a lot of demand for that, so I'm glad we can fill that, that need out there. So, so guys, I want to thank you. Uh, have a great, great holiday. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, okay, Mike, I'll say, it, I'll say it one time, Mike, you know. Go I, Blue. I go I, Blue. I hope Go Blue. It's hard for you to say, too, isn't it? I, it is. It, it is hard, but I'm, I'm working on it. So. Yeah, I, I told people I was going to a, a New Year's Eve party. I said from four to seven, I'm going to be real busy. So uh, watch and light <laughs> game, you know. Yeah, I bet you will be. That's for sure. So. All right. you know, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you very much. Uh, look for a lot of great things happening next year. Um, uh, hemp is still alive and, and kicking. Uh, so yeah, no we're not giving up yet. No. <laughs> and uh, there's going to be a lot of great uh, hemp building products, hemp building uh, that's going to go on in Michigan this next year. So we're looking forward to that. So if we could just work. get the state of Michigan to get behind hemp, like Pennsylvania does and all these other states, right? Contact your legislator. We need to get somebody behind. I, I understand the Democrats control everything in the state of Michigan now. Yep. The House, the Senate, the governor. Supreme Court, oh, everything, I think. You know? Does anybody have any friends in the in Lansing? We need to, it's time to start twisting arms and ears. There you go. All right. All right. Everybody have a great holiday. Happy safe holiday. holiday. See you all next year. Next year. We'll see you all next year. All Thanks, right. everybody. Thanks.